0: Welcome, everybody, uh, to this week's huddle. We come at you every Tuesday to discuss how to maintain forward progress in your flooring career. So, this week with us is uh, we got the preferred flooring folks again. Crystal's joining us, Daniel, Jose, and Ashland's going to come on here and discuss um, a scholarship that we are doing for uh, the SIM program with the SCICA. So, Ashlyn, take it away. Okay, well, if you missed it last week, um, Daniel and Paul were in Florida with CJ and the FCI, FCICA. Um, we have now created the Forward Progress Scholarship, which will help send um, an installer to be part of the FCICA Certified Installation Manager Program um with the option to also be a part of the three days to sim program um all you have to do go ahead and just email ashlyn at go Carrera, that's a-s-h-l-y-n-n at gocarrera.com or you can message us on any of our social medias right now for more information on how to apply awesome well thank you ashlyn i would say um that the SIM program is is going to be hammer rated now, so you get hammer rating for going through the program. Uh, there's more and more installers that I think, as we've looked at it um, and talked to more guys, there's more than I realized that have went through the program already, mm-hmm. and it's a tremendous um, it's a tremendous training, uh, teaching you a lot of the stuff we go over on whether it's running projects uh, or, or uh, trying to manage crews or or get work done. Uh, a lot of the best practices are right there in that sim program. Uh, again, that's ran by the FCICA and the Ford Progress uh, Scholarship. Um, again, just to echo what Ashlyn just said, email her, ashlyn at gocarrera.com. That's A-S-H-L-Y-N-N. And then um, we can get you hooked up and entered into the to the uh, uh, scholarship. And uh, we will be announcing. I'm not sure which uh, three days to sim we're going to promote quite yet, but that'll come about here. Um, Ashlyn can let you know that. So hopefully we get plenty of applicants because I really would like to see who's in interested in uh learning more the business side and the uh maybe not so much technical training but more uh mindset and and how to go about running winning projects Brandon, uh i think that's what sam teaches oh that was loud my bad what's that
1: so that was loud hey you he pushed the button over here didn't mean
0: gotcha so this week our discussion is uh the generational gap bridging the generational gap so as many people on this call know um and a lot of the flooring companies can attest is the average age of the installer is somewhere between that 53 to 58 depending on the region there's been a lot of discussion about and and Jose can talk about it too. Uh, At our FCICA convention, that was like probably the most talked about topic was the new generation and the Mm -hmm. old generation and how to get those two to come together and transfer of knowledge from the older guys to older men and women that are in the trade into the younger men and women that are joining the trade now. Um, There was a lot of quick to... Uh, say well, the younger generation's lazy and doesn't want to work. I think we heard that a little bit. Uh, yeah. I I I don't know that uh, you know we pushed back. I know Jose pushed back on that thought process, and that um I'm you know my my opinion is the older guys need to really stand stand up and mentor the younger generation. Like just take the burden on yourself. That it is our duty uh, as you know experienced installers to pass that that knowledge on uh so l- when you're dealing with a helper or something look look at you j- less as just an employee uh employer arrangement and maybe look at it as a mentor mentee arrangement as well um but anyway i know that came up a lot what's your thoughts of the of how that was uh, discussed during the convention
1: well I think I think the, the the thought process, no matter where you're at, is is always the same. You know, you the younger generation is lazy. Uh, the older generation is aging out. It's too late for me to teach somebody. Um, you know, and it's all perspective. If if you're gonna believe that they're lazy, then then that should, you're gonna believe you're not gonna let it go. But if you're if you're saying that but not offering an opportunity and not devoting some time. To, for someone who falls under that category, then you're not really getting your hands dirty, uh, so to speak. You have to give someone an opportunity to fail before you already label them uh, lazy or, or a failure at, at what you're trying to teach. Um, well, I think it's, you it's,
0: pointed out something that's important that that I want to bring up, and that is di- they operate differently. Yeah, It doesn't mean lazy. they're they're trying to find more efficient ways to do things and that's not so far from what you know like some of the tool manufacturers are doing they're trying to make tools that make it easier on your body we got to sit through several demonstrations of awesome tools that keep you off your knees like that's all beneficial right it's 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 not you brought that point up, but I wanted to remind you about that. That you you said, you know, they're different, they're they just up they they approach things differently. That doesn't mean they're lazy, though.
1: Yeah, they've already they've already um they grew up in a different time, right? They have a lot of information at their fingertips. And when you when you are teaching uh someone who who's part of the younger generation, they don't just take what you said and go back and just ponder on that, right? They take what you said and go back. And find many other variations of your thought process, and then they YouTube come, it. They come yeah. back. They come back to the table with a hybrid version of what they feel the direction of that should go. And just because, just because we went through uh, from point A to point B, you walking through the snow with one sock and no shoes, doesn't mean that they're going to want to do that same process, right? They're going to say, hey. Let's get in the vehicle. Let's go and, and try to expedite this. Let's let's try to make it easier on everybody involved. Um, they're going to help uh, refine the training process.
2: Well, there's been, you know, people that have come through here and then that's what they do. They research stuff and go on YouTube and then they'll come back and be like, hey, check this out. And sometimes it's like, I never knew about that. Let's look into this. And you can't be closed minded. You have to take that information and, and expand on it
0: yeah, do you think do you you know another thing that came up was that um, not that not just that the younger generation was necessarily lazy, um, but also that they seem to not uh, want to it's not that they're lazy. It's just they're not as money driven. Do you remember that yes. when they kept saying that it's not they're not as money driven. so there's that. would you see that as true? and Crystal, you're in the room here. Thanks for joining us today. do you do you do you guys see that as true? Do you see that the younger generation is not as money motivated and more experienced as far as like they want their work life to have to be rewarding in some way and but not totally consume their life
1: so I don't mean to interrupt mm-hmm. your thought process. So, so, so my my opinion on that, and that's just my opinion, is that a lot of the younger generation grew up where their parents have devoted a lot of time to their craft and to their business or to work, where there was not a lot of uh, not a not a lot of family time per se. Right. So, in order to break that cycle, the thought process has to change, and when the thought process changed, the systems change and that's what they're doing is they're approaching it a little bit different. Yeah, they wanna go out and be successful and have a good career, a good paying job, but if they're gonna find balance of work and home life, work and family, they're gonna find balance more than, more than the older generation. The older generation is, I gotta provide, so work is important so they can live a better life. Well, you know what? They did a good job, they, are, they did live a better life, but now they understand that they missed a lot of family time and they're trying to close that gap.
2: So I think a lot of it, like um, looking at my nephews and stuff that are, you know, they're, you know in their younger twenties and seeing how, and my nieces too, like they jump from job to job. And you want to say that they're not money motivated but if you look at the the younger people they'll jump from one job to another for a quarter an hour, and it's like we were offering you not not us, but you know one company was offering them so much, but then they jump over here just because that quarter an hour, but they're a lot of the that that's just one one aspect of it, but a lot of the younger people that that I talk to and I think they're looking more for the benefits package you know what is what they they want that health care they want. To know that they're going to be covered in retirement they're looking out you know because they're they're looking at their parents right now or their grandparents and they're like they're retiring with nothing like i don't want to be that person that has to work in order to make it through retirement
0: well a cool metric outside flooring is that uh, the u.s has the youngest investor population in its history meaning our population is investing earlier, younger than ever, uh, which would, you know, kind of go to your point, Daniel, that you know they care about their future. Um, I don't know. I so where's the rubber meet the road? How do we bridge uh, the generational gap? What is the what? What's our best advice to give to the audience on how to approach younger? Because I think part of this is you can't just throw your hands up, say they don't want to learn or they're lazy or whatever. Like it's, it's in our approach, the older folks, um, you know, it's, I think it's on our shoulders to approach the younger generation in a way that they understand. So that that's part of it. What's your guys' thoughts on that? Like how do we actually bridge it?
2: We got to start listening to what the younger generation is saying. The, the women in flooring at convention at CFI convention actually opened my eyes up to them, probably them too. It's uh when, you know, Jeff was just sitting off to the side and, and at the end, you know, he came in and said that everything that we were saying is all based on assumption. You, I assume this. So that's where this thought process is and they assume this. So it, it's, it's com- open communication between everyone and knowing that, one, you got to take the younger generation's perspective into account. And two, you got to realize that you're not always right. We say all the time that, you know, just because I've, I've been doing this for 40 years, well, you've been doing it wrong for 40 years. I don't necessarily mean that, you know, everyone's thought process process has been wrong, but you have to evolve your thought process in order to know that, you know, things are changing. Let's start changing with the times. Just because you've done this for 30 years doesn't mean it's right right now. It's it's about time to to start changing. Mm-hmm. And we got, you know, John Steyer right here. He says that the younger generation is they work to live while, you know, their moms and dads live to work. And I see that a Whoa. lot because you, you talk, I like you talk that. to, you know, in some of these groups, they're like, oh, you only work 45 hours. I remember my first part time job, you know. Uh, yeah. We can go back to that. And it's I'll like, still
1: say
2: that. <laughs> that, that is how it was. Like, even when I came into the trade, it was like, if you weren't working 60 hours a week, there was something wrong with you. And now it's like, people don't want to put in their 40 hours and they want to be able to walk away and be like, all right, I put in my 40 hours, let me go and, and do what I want to do. And people right now, you know, they got hobbies. Our guy, Zach blows glass. He doesn't want to do this. 60 hours a week and then go blow glass it's like I want to put in my time so that way I can go do what I enjoy
0: doing. Right. It's almost like we've went back to when yes. you know back to when there was some bal- I mean back in the 50s or you know you didn't work 70 80 hours back then um, and you didn't you didn't have two family households either. Uh, two family income households either back right. then. Uh, Not so much. Right. Uh, For the most part, the man went out and earned a living and and had some balance. Uh, Nowadays, there's a two income families, which is awesome, but and almost required anymore, to be honest with you. But the point is, now that you have that, it's almost like you realize that all we're doing is working, coming home and eating dinner, going to bed and repeating the process tomorrow. And so families maybe are starting, you know, younger generation realizing like, I, I love that saying, I've never heard that, but that is as accurate as I've heard it spoke in so little words. I did. I, I it's do live a, to work it's in it's a lot of starism. ways. I live to work. And the right there. yeah, <laughs> so I, I, um, my, my, experience with the younger generation um, in installing in particular has been uh, a little mixed. I don't see them as lazy at all. What I've experienced is um, it's like they have to earn their way to learn, meaning that the older generation doesn't want to teach them until they've proven themselves long enough that they're going to actually uh absorb the information and put it to good use it's almost like there's a test uh and i've I've watched it with our own crews uh where you know one of our older crew members you know won't teach a new guy anything until he's kind of proven himself that he's going to be there for a bit that he's actually wants to learn and and apply that knowledge so it's like i think the older generation in some ways just don't want to waste their time either. And so, on that side. And, and that's kind of what I was earlier,
2: right? When I, I'm saying that, um talking about my nephews and stuff, because I've talked to him, I've talked to, you know, my niece about it. And it's like, you look at their work history and through the court, I mean, they're how does our nephew's 21 Lencho, right? Yeah, 21 and 24. And, and then, you know, my niece is around the same age. Um, And it's like you look at it and it through the work history from when they turned 18 to 21, they can give you three, four pages of employers that they worked for. And it's like as an employer, you look at that and you're like, if I hire this person, what is what is what are the chances that they're going to stick around? long enough for me to get my return on investment. So I kind of see it from that perspective too, right?
0: Well, that's where the younger generation has to give a little bit, you know, we're defending them, but at the same time from an employer standpoint, and just like I said, the old dude standpoint or old, you know, older installer standpoint, if you're, if you're a job hopper, like how do we get back to some, some long-term consistency? Because I do know that the stats show that Younger people have more jobs. I've had four jobs my entire life. I'm 46 years old. Uh, You know, I know people who are 22 and have had 20 jobs or 10 jobs or whatever. (laughs) They've had four jobs in the last month. I'll let you you
1: know something. When I I got into the flooring industry and I was hired, part of my conversations were, oh man, I've worked. I've worked here, 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 here. And I was 18 years old. And um, uh, the gentleman I worked for, Ray, was like, this is years later. He's like, dude, when you started working with me and you started telling me all these places you work and we just like, cause I started two week temporary and they decided to ask me to stick around. It's like, I was so nervous that you were just going to leave. I was like, it wasn't about me leaving. I, I, I left these places because, and now we're talking about it, it makes sense. I left them because it didn't fit my life. It didn't fit what I was trying to do at the time or, or what was important to me at the time. Right. Cause I worked for money back then, but when I was, you know, before I was 18. But at the same time, is I still wanted to play baseball. I still had school. I still had other things. Um, and some employers were not willing to bend, so to speak, to to accommodate some of that. But um, I I don't think the the, the long list of uh, ex employer or ex employ ex employment places will scare me away. I think that. Maybe they just have a little more experience with people. Um, so I, I kind of look at it like, you know, glass half full with that.
2: Right. One. And it, it's all on perspective, right? John says that um, when he graduated high school, you were lucky to get a factory job at 40 hours a week. And now factories are wanting you to work 60 plus hours with weekends, you know, mandatory. mandatory. Well, and they're
1: just doing that right now.
2: Yeah. And he's one of the younger ones. He's what,
1: 23, 24, 24 too. um, there was another one right here right here uh, George Jorge. Jorge, yeah, he said, um go up a little bit I'll but about people training that they're they're afraid that they're going to oh, right here. and go on their own
2: afraid of, yeah. and really, that's that's really what you want, right? Because if someone is comfortable enough to go on their own, that means that you did your job well training mm-hmm. them. Sometimes, sometimes people just think that it's going to be easy money, and then they go out there, and that's a whole another issue, right? Right.
0: Um, yeah, there's a couple of different ways that happens. I mean, I think you should be proud if you get somebody and you um, train them well enough to go out and and start their own gig. I think that should be a source of pride. Um, yes. And and not looked at as bad, but there's this epidemic of of guys or girls more than the guys to be honest with you that 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 work for six months under somebody and then think they are a flooring installer um you know there's that that's a problem and obviously uh we don't do this podcast to just promote go career but that is one of the things go career prevents is if you've only got six months experience and maybe a training or two, you're just not going to have that higher hammer rating and not qualify for that much work, because reality is different than that. There's a few unicorns out there that can, you know, pick this thing up in a year or something. But there's 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 so much to uh, being a flooring installer, so many to to really be effective that you know six months or a year is a tall order. Um, But at the end of the day, I I think that if we're able to, from what even what uh, Jorge said, understand that giving because I've heard this argument, you know, they're going to take my job or it's going to be more competition or that. Well, if you train them correctly and you teach them the business side too, on how to give, you know, price yourself correctly in the market. You're creating good competition. You're not creating bad competition. You're not creating, you know, hacks.
1: And you can create creating cre- a partnership anyway. It's not even necessarily competition. You could be creating a partnership. If that person is, is trustworthy and the workmanship is great, you're creating someone else who can essentially help you with your business as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. There's not a silver bullet to this. Question or this this um, this problem really, but th- the discussion. And I don't know, is there a um, you know convention and the 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 shows is when this gets talked about a lot in bigger group settings, but FCEF, CFI, NTC, all the different organizations you know, I think they struggle with this same problem. I mean, they talk about it. So is there, it would be interesting to really understand, is there steps that can be taken, like prescribed steps, like to, to solve in the problem, or is it just like we have to take these ideals that we're talk- talking about and then do the best we can? And that's where it's been, that's where it's stood, but it'd be interesting if we could say, you know, New guy, just out of the gate, realize they want to have a life. That's first off. They they they're not you. They're they didn't live your life. They lived a different life. Realize they want to have one. So then you train around that and be okay with somebody working forty hours. And maybe one of the things is dropping that that uh, negative uh, viewpoint on. 40 hours is somehow not a full week that's a full week's work <laughs> you know
1: still uh, st- still drive time everything else involved in there too right i mean 40 hour work week local within a half hour drive you're still devoting 10 to 12 hours to your your work yeah i think that uh
3: A lot of the younger generation right now is looking for a comfortable workplace, somewhere where their feelings are considered just as much as, you know, them wanting to enjoy life. Like if someone comes and they're in a hostile work environment, they're not going to want to stay there. Uh, The younger generation is um, a lot more sensitive, I guess. Is that is that the right
1: word? They're just not willing to put up with what we did.
3: They can't, they they have the benefit of picking and choosing their their jobs because our parents worked so hard. So if they go to a job and they're being yelled at or belittled or there's just, you know, certain vibes, if you will, that they don't agree with, then
2: they're just essentially like, I don't have to put up with this. I can go work over here like tomorrow.
3: And that's, that's what I've realized, like leading some of these, some of the newer guys on our crew. Like I really have to approach every individual a little bit different. You lead mm-hmm. everyone a little bit differently. You know, some you could pick on a little bit more, but some you really have to watch the, your words and cause you don't want to offend people because everyone's personality is different. Everyone might you might be joking but they might not know that you're joking so just taking their feelings into consideration and kind of um leading based on their personality getting to know people and that's
2: kind of what you know we touched on earlier it's not it's the i've always done this or this is how i was brought brought in the trade so this is how you're going to be brought in the trade and that's what we're trying to break right now right and you know Eduardo said, you know, he said, the last guy that I worked for, I walked, like, I'm not going to put up with this, you know, and, and that's, that's the gravity of the situation right now is they do not have to put up with it. And what, what is going to happen is that, you know, the more, especially with technology, everyone is talking. And it's like, yeah, dude, I didn't put up with that. And I just walked. Well, that's what I'm going to do tomorrow.
0: Well, here we are with a clash of I- of these ideals, you know, from the two oh. generations. You know, the, the older generation thinks that the younger generation should be tougher-skinned and just kind of deal with it the way that they did, uh, because I think, I know I've had bad jobs, you know, you guys have ha- probably had some crappy, crappy jobs, um, we just dealt with it you know what i mean and they they're not willing to deal with that uh that conflict the older generation feels like they ought to just have thicker skin and but there has to be some give somewhere we're going to have this problem and we're not going to even come close to solving some of these issues without those coming those two ideas softening a little bit like not being so sensitive, but also being more sensitive. If, but both sides almost seem like they have to move a little bit. I don't know how to make that happen. You
1: got to find that dance, right? Gotta, it's got
2: a balance that. because if you're not willing to look at their point of view, they're not going to be willing to look at yours, right? So it's it's that give and take and and you got to find that balance. Um, even like Tim, Tim asks right here, he says, what is there to entice the younger generation? And then he follows that up with, you know, You look at what would make someone want to come to this trade from being a plumber or an electrician. Like, what are we offering that other people aren't? And I think at this point in time, there really isn't anything that the flooring industry is offering that, that, you know, other people aren't. We're actually probably far behind what other people are Mm -hmm. offering because you're looking at, you know, electricians and even around here, we have, you know... Electrical companies that have huge workforces, and it's like you, you look at that, and it's like people want to go work there. But then when you look at the flooring industry, it's always I want to be my own boss. I want I want to have my own work. I don't want to work for someone, and it the, the stigma just shouldn't be there because there's companies out there that that can put you in a better spot than, you know, going out there on your own and struggling for those couple years. Um, even if it's just a stepping stone, there's, I know plenty of electricians that have gone through some of these companies and they do their own thing now, but it, but it's going through them and getting that necessary education in order to get to that level.
1: Said, education. So the electricians and the plumbers the, and, and people who are the steel erectors, um, they're all subject to inspections, Right. They have to have an inspection. Their workmanship it has to be to a specific level and standard for the job to proceed to carry on. We don't get our stuff looked at unless it fails. They, yeah. So, so government
0: category, government jobs. Uh, uh, we had this discussion in our office la- last week or the week before about. Um, <clears throat> Some of our government projects, you get each. Um, sorry, I had a chat come up. Uh, you get each step of the way gets inspected. So we were doing ceramic tile, and the prep got inspected prior to the waterproofing. And when the waterproofing was done, we had to call the Corps of Engineers guy in to inspect the waterproofing. And then it was the next step and the next step. That would be awesome. If that happened, it would prevent a lot of failures, but it just isn't part of the trade. I think that your point to the electricians and the the plumbers and things like that, from a trade perspective, they, they get better press than we do for sure. I mean, if you're scrolling through your feed and you see something about, you know, joining the trade, it's usually electrician or plumber. <laughs> you know, uh, electricians are like... Um, they're not my favorite people on job sites. Uh, <laughs> but the um, they certainly have the best press. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, our industry being so independent and installers wanting to become subcontractors uh, and and work on their own and do their own work, that is a that's that's tough if you work for a company and we we have hourly and subs uh and many of our subs were hourly at some point um so i think that there's there's a prog a progression that you could go through uh to becoming your own boss but there's such a low barrier of entry to to jump into flooring that guys do try to do it like six months after they've started with somebody and they don't, don't have any previous experience. And so I think there's a dance there as well, but I think if, in my opinion, if the older generation will embrace the younger generation, and I know we're, we're a, one of a million podcasts out there. So whoever's listening um, embrace the younger generation and understand that you're, you're providing for them a long life, of Of earning, if you can truly teach them how to do flooring um eduardo, what the the Q and a that jumped up is uh, you know you achieving dreams is possible through the flooring industry. Well, it is. I mean, you can make a lot of money, especially as a sub, but only if you're properly trained. I mean a few failures and you're out of business if you're not if you're not doing it right, you know right I mean so. This-
2: Look at us. Just last week, we were in Georgia for the NFIC certification, right? And um, a lot of that carpet, I've never even laid hands on until we got there. And did I, I I went there for the certification, right? But I I went there with um, to learn about the product in case it ever comes up, not because that's what Mm -hmm. I'm going to go out looking for. I just want to know enough about something that if it pops up, even if I'm not the one doing it, I can know something about it and I know something is off right away. Yeah. And it's, it's that getting, getting educated like that.
0: Well, what's the, what's the <clears throat> best way? I, I know that as we've talked before in uh, previous huddles, um, you know, the, the, FCEF and, and TCA, all the organizations are kind of working on in the WFCA, um, working on attracting new um, younger installers. It seems like that's working a bit, but from an overall standpoint, um, it'd be interesting to know their um, how, how many of those guys that they've ran through their 10-week course got a job and st- are staying what's the staying power what's the um you know how long is that acquisition staying with the 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 trade um is the training working possibly but is is are we resonating as an industry are we resonating with the younger crowd
1: that, that's,
0: that's that's a good question for them i, but I think I'm, it's still just...
2: too early to know right because it's this is just popping off in the last couple of years so that data has to start filtering through and that, you know it's not we don't need to know just that we need to know like who are they being placed with are they being placed with someone that's going to pay them right
0: mm-hmm. treat them right
2: <laughs> obviously treatment's a big part of this and uh, you know just just in our business it's been an evolution right we've and and i've said this before it's when we started saying that and when we stopped saying I can't afford this and started saying we can't afford not to do it is when you know that progression started coming along. And it's people need to start thinking like that. You know, I can't afford to pay my taxes. Well, at some point you're gonna get hit and you're gonna be like, Man, I can't afford not to, right? Yeah. Like I shouldn't that was a mistake. And you know, I, I can't afford to pay my employees right. Well, the the classification of workers right now that's going on everywhere. And it's, a lot of it is due to, you know, Uber and DoorDash and stuff, but it's, that, that's legit, man. It's going to come back to bite us at some point, And it's, are you going to, you know, start researching and getting on the right path now? Or are you going to wait until it's too late? Um, A lot of the, the younger people want to see that, that income coming legit because once they get that Ten ninety nine, and they go to file their tax, and they're like, "Wait, I owe money." Hey,
0: yeah, what's this about? I thought
2: I got refunds <laughs> yeah. at the end of the year.
1: <laughs> it, besides, besides the young generation who are trying to avoid paying some kind of outstanding debt that <laughs> that they've acquired, uh, I don't know too many that are real interested in worrying about their taxes at the turn of the year or every quarter. You know, they just the ones who are trying to avoid, uh, you know, getting garnishments and stuff like that. And you know, I know some of it is they've just. Trying to put on the back burner so they catch up. Some of it they're, they're trying to avoid it. Period. But not very many young people are coming up like, "Hey, is there a way for me to just pay my taxes and you know by every quarter one lump sum?" That's what I want to do. You know, yeah. You, you kind of. No one jumps into it because they want to. They jump into it because they feel like that's a start. It's the beginning or uh, out of necessity.
0: Yeah, the tax thing is uh, we beat on it all the time because it's so doggone important. <clears throat> if you're going to be an independent, pay in quarterly. Talk to an accountant, pay in quarterly income taxes, estimates, and then you might get a refund at the end of the year. You might not, but at least you're not going to have a huge tax bill at the end of the year. Right. Uh, managing the money from a business standpoint, the, the business piece of this uh, for subs is – It's one of the most important parts because you can have a great installer that really gets himself, uh, you know, in a pickle that ends up, you know, there was a time there when sub was about the, it was the, it's still the majority of the work. But I mean, it seemed like you couldn't hire an hourly uh, if you wanted to. uh, And then it turned and it was a lot of guys who got behind on taxes and just needed to get the IRS off their back. So they get a W-2 and then they, they, they get garnished and that's a better scenario than their house getting taken and everything else that could happen. So they get a job, they get a W-2, the government can garnish them and they're, they're happy, that's a happier existence. We've had several guys come in because of that over over the years, but just don't get yourself in that scenario. Pay your taxes on right. a quarterly basis. I know it sucks, but at the end of the day, it's a much better existence than getting some huge tax bill at the end of the year. And And these are things that the younger generation may not even like, I'm talking about just getting them into the trade. I would love for him to go to work for a company for a preferred or a steward associates or someone who hires by the hour for several years before they go out and start their own gig. But.
2: And this kind of ties back into, you know, one of the, the previous podcasts when we were talking about, um, our body being our most important tool and how we have to take care of it. Because for the longest time I didn't have health insurance and that made me not go to the doctor at all. (laughs) And it's like, just for, you know, simple stuff, look at, take, you know, your shoulder, right? His shoulder was, is messed up and we didn't have health insurance. So of course I'm not going to go to the doctor. Like, uh, They'll probably be better next
0: week. <laughs> <laughs> a lot yeah. of these,
2: the, these younger kids, you know, when they come into work somewhere and they have that accessible and you tell them, yeah, go to the doctor, go to the dentist, you know, take care of your body. That's not what we were brought up like. It's beat yourself up as much as you can. And if you go see a doctor, well, you're a little beat. That's that's yeah. all it came down to and it's like no, that's that. That's where you get the, these younger people, and they they look at things from a different perspective and doing things differently, so that way they don't have to work as hard. Because honestly, I tell the guys like, I'm 35. My hips and my knees are basically done. My well,
0: take- there's a dichotomy of it too, right? You like we're we're short in. Dollars In our industry, so guys are working long hours and harder than I mean, I've got guys that like have been ran pretty hard over the summer. Um, You know, it's it's tough because you got the work that has to get done, you got the crews that can do it, but it requires a lot more time. Um, We need to make flooring a living wage at 40 hours, I think, is one of the answers, like make it a living wage at 40 hours and when i say living i mean a a if we're going to compete in the ind- in the construction industry we, a living wage isn't making it you know just getting by it's it's being able to afford a lifestyle and somehow that has to happen within 40 hours
2: right and, and that, a lot of that has to do with um going back to the business side of things people think that oh i'm just going to do this repair it's going to take me 15 minutes I'll just charge them 15 minutes worth of work, but it's, it's more involved than that. It's your fuel. It's the, you know, the, the wear and tear on the vehicle, it's your body, it's your insurance, like all this gets wrapped up into that package of the 15 minutes and what the repair that takes you 45 minutes to drive to 15 minutes to do 45 minutes to drive back. And that's, that's not including loading up the tools that you need in the morning, making sure you have everything it's all this gets wrapped up into it so you know you're looking all in at least four hours and you have to hit a minimum day charge because at that four hours is it really four hours if you don't have anything to do after that because you scheduled yeah it's just
0: lost time at that point so um
2: in order to have the younger people come in and be sustainable you have to know how to run things like that because if you're going to hire someone to go do that and it's like, yeah, it only took you 15 minutes, but younger people yeah, are you got smart enough to know that I'm not going to go do this for 15 minutes, mm-hmm. right? You have to be able to to make sure that, that they're covered for that day as well.
0: Yeah, and the, the, I mean, you can do the best you can as a shop, but, you know, our industry also has a vast uh, amount of installers that work you know directly with builders and such and you know good business practices is a whole nother podcast and we've had a couple we'll keep having them because to me it's it's you know I think to all of us it's important that they understand the business side of this if you're going to be a sub but bringing in and bridging the generational gap between installers to me uh really equates from this conversation Experience is important to the younger generation. Take into account the way that you come across as an older person to that younger generation because their feelings like it or hate it. I think sensitive is the right word, Crystal. It's like (laughs) a bit more sensitive, a bit more in touch with their feelings and a bit more in touch with the fact that like, if their experience sucks at work, they don't want to spend 8 hours doing it or 10 hours for that matter so the experience of working has to be somewhat you know pleasurable or else we're not going to attract them and flooring's a tough business uh you know it can be t- tough on your body but there's also some really cool stuff uh you know staying in tune and i know i preach about the conventions and the shows but you get to go see some i got to see tools i've never seen i've been doing this my whole life and I got to see tools I've never seen because they're constantly coming out with new stuff that will save your body. Uh, Jose and I have seen a few of them that yeah. they will save your body. They will save you time. They will save the time on the floor. So that's getting involved. That requires some effort on um, that requires some effort on the uh, new installers' shoulders to you know take that step too though.
1: It it it'd make their work look a lot better too, and put them on a whole other platform as well, which brings more value to them long term. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even if
0: you're by the hour, if you're if you're versed on the like, if one of my guys came up to me and said, "Hey, I seen this awesome tool that I I was watching this this video online with Wolf, and they showed this tool. Can we get it?" That would be encouraging to me.
2: Yeah. I you know, okay. awesome tools because of people coming in like that. Like, hey, you got check this out. Oh, let me check it out. Yeah,
1: Just, uh, the the skinning tool that hit the market. First place I ever seen it was at a convention. As a matter of fact, I had it before it hit the market, and you know we were we were doing our own custom uh, transitions, nosings, reducers uh, for with Allie and sitting there peeling by hand. And this guy says, "Look at this, peel the whole plank." print everything in like two minutes and i was like what
0: yeah well i i think it got mentioned on here uh before and it may have been you daniel talked about crab stretcher that was like a you know a carpet crab stretcher was that was mind-blowingly uh awesome to me when i first seen it <clears throat> we just on two sides of the scene kicking it together and putting stay nails in trying to you know get bow and skew out and stuff I, mean, well, I do know how
1: mind blowing the crab stretcher was, and I don't know. I this is, I don't know if he'll remember, but what was the name of the job? The first job we did using a crab stretcher. The only reason we bought it, you don't remember, Bibles for Mexico. I'll remember. It was on the lakeshore, and we bought the crab stretcher for it because we had some very long seams, and I was not looking forward to knee banging that to, yeah. to get a little half inch pattern. So uh, I'll never forget. The job, I'll never forget where and I was just like, I was happy we bought a new tool.
0: Hey. Yeah. Well, there, there, there there's the other thing is with the new tools. Um I, I know the tool manufacturers do a pretty good job of like getting their stuff out there, but I think a lot of that uh could reside with the, the younger generation as well, is the fact that not all this stuff is the way we used to do it. I mean, my kicker was ten times better than the guy I learned from who actually had an old kicker with a a cotton butt, on, you know. <laughs> I mean, it was wrapped in leather and it was a cotton butt. And uh, you know, mine was a Cadillac compared to that. So, I mean, the tools are getting better for us. Our bodies don't have to take the damage. If you're interested in the flooring trade, reach out to to me, Paul at Go Carrera. Daniel and uh, Jose, even Crystal, I bet has a uh, uh, Mich- uh, preferred flooring Michigan. What's your guys' uh, email? It's Daniel at preferred. PFMI. You can do
2: PFMI.team. Remember, I, I said we shortened it up. Oh, right. he, was, he was like, that's preferred
0: flooring MI
2: is too long. So my
0: pinkies don't work. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, reach out. Um, we can get you connected to some. Awesome training. Truth is, is that the industry is getting better. It is a good industry. The one thing that I think we do have is a good community, people that want to solve some of the problems. We're just trying to figure everything out. Um, it's kind of I've said it before. I think we're the biggest, smallest, big industry there is. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you have access to a lot of people in this industry that, you know, I you go to a convention, you can literally. Sit there and talk to the CEO of a multi-billion-dollar manufacturer. So, you know, kind of getting involved is important, or at least be. You'd be surprised. go go get a job with a company that's involved. If you're just an installer that and you're looking for an hourly gig or something, go with a com. At least get with a company that's involved in this stuff. You be encouraged if you see your your president or your your your. Install manager or something going to these conventions because that's where we learn about the new tools, about the new processes, awesome new ways of doing things. Uh, I learned something at FCICA this last week that I'm we're going to be implementing. We're we're going to integrate even further than we are now at the flooring company. So um, you know, there's always something to learn. Um, I think if we all keep our our learning hats on and um, you know, kind of address what the uh, younger generation is looking for. I just got a chat that says entry level uh, should come with health insurance. Well, at, at a company, you know, at, at my flooring company, you, you have your health insurance paid for. So a lot of companies will, you know, you you have the access, but if you're going to be a sub, now you have to start at, looking at group policies and stuff like that. And I know the NTCA, um, and some of the other organizations have group rates for health insurance. So as a sub, if you want to look into that, uh, reach out. We can we can get you connected. But there are group kind of health insurance for a sub if you want. Um, but at the end of the day, if you want your health insurance provided, you're going to have to go to work by the hour for a company. And that's okay.
2: Yeah. And, you know, that if you are a company like, you know, we are, know that, the benefits that you can offer do go a long way with uh the new hires that that are coming in um and it's not just health insurance or the retirement you have to look at packages like through the the chamber we get 20 percent off of one of the local colleges mm-hmm. and we get discounts at um certain you know office supply stores and other things that can can benefit the employees that are coming in it's not just what you're you're offering, it's I mean, it kind of is what you're offering, right, but it's the the entire package deal. It's not just this is what we're offering because health insurance and stuff like that. It's expand on everything that from every organization that you're involved in, because all that can entice one person to to come on board,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, you got to get pretty comprehensive with it for sure. um. I don't know that we solved any problems it's always a good discussion to try to understand and get get a you know conversation going about um this topic in particular because I think that well it's it's clear from every report you get from the industry that we're aging out and not replacing fast enough so this conversation has to continue um and you know leaders in this this industry have to kind of open arms and 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 lock hands with the others and and try to help solve the problem so i'll continue to do it i know you guys will and i i hope that uh we can make an impact here
2: all right and that whole um from the cfi convention the women in flooring round table that they did when the younger ladies that were in there did speak out about how they felt about everything is actually on our YouTube. If you wanted to go over there and watch that entire thing, it's it's nice to see how there's, you know, the older generation. And then at the very end, the younger generation kind of spoke up and and pretty much let us know exactly. <laughs> she Let us know how she felt. And it was. Yeah. Pretty-
0: yeah, and the they that particular meeting really echoed a lot of what we talked about. The experience, uh, you know, having a, a work experience that's pleasant. You know, the fact that, um, you know, the sexism in construction in general, uh, and how they've made it through that. Some of the uh, more experienced installers in that room spoke about that and I am sure it's still around but I I think that we're getting better as a society on those on those matters and uh you know hopefully you know anybody who wants to be in flooring is welcome in my opinion and we'd love to have all of you so uh if you're interested in flooring there are a lot of programs out there that you can get tied into you can always shoot an email to support at gocareer.com if you have questions about that, how to get involved, uh, when conventions are or when shows are, we can share any of that information with you. And we also have a you know a page dedicated to training and where they're at and everything like that on our website at gocareer.com. Uh, you can reach out to Daniel, Jose, and them over preferred flooring. I guarantee you, they can get you hooked into uh, some awesome trainings if you're if you're looking to get involved in this industry. So, and uh, so with that, guys, uh, we've reached our time limit, and uh, I want to appreciate, I want to tell you, I appreciate the the input. I know it's like, you know, a lot of these you want to get to some resolution. We can't get to resolution on this matter. We can just have discussions and hope that people hear, people yeah, make. This is something some that the changes. conversation
2: is going to have to keep on going on because it's going to be constantly evolving, anyways. Because mm-hmm. as soon as, as soon as we get that, this generation that we're dealing with right now, as soon as we're like, all right, we understand them, that's when the
0: next one's that's coming. In. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you got to be pliable. Yes, sir. Got to. All right, guys. Well, thank you about, so much, Crystal. What's up? Don't forget about
2: the the scholarship.
0: Yes, Uh, just to mention that again, thank you, Daniel, is uh, the SIM scholarship with the FCICA, again, email support at Go Carrera or Ashlyn at Go Carrera, um, and uh, enter to uh, win that scholarship. Again, it's an awesome Mm -hmm. training, and I think you'll hear a lot of the stuff that we've talked about uh, echoed in that training, but with, you know, deeper knowledge and deeper training into it. So um, anybody who wants to
1: do that
2: when we figure out which one we're going to kind of push for this, maybe we we got to make it. So me and you were there. So that way they're not there by themselves.
0: Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Stockton's the next one. I just don't know if they are going to be able to have room at that one. So I believe we're going to have to go with the one after that. And I don't know that that's been set yet. So that's why we're not quite sure um, of which one, where I I believe it's the next one after Stockton, but I just don't have the dates and the time right. and the the location. But yeah, that would be that's a great idea. Let's go to that and one and whoever wins start. can hang out with Daniel and I and and yeah, maybe and, Crystal uh, will be there if we can't be there. You know, we, we, we yeah, it up so that way someone will be there, right? Yep,
2: that'd be awesome. <laughs> she said she's entering to try and win it.
0: Yeah, there you go. Hey, she can do my it.
3: Name. You didn't say my name though. He you said yours.
0: That's that's true. All right, all right. Thanks a lot. I appreciate appreciate you, and uh, we will be uh, seeing you guys next week. And uh, have a pleasant week, everyone. Thanks you too. See ya. Thanks. Bye. Bye.